Chickaboop. No. Oh shit. Oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. Can, oh yeah. Can can you <clears throat> can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> Brandon Chalmers, it is Sir. We record on Tuesday nights. We do record on Tuesday nights. Um this Tuesday night is a a thing is gonna happen. I don't even know why. A thing is gonna happen. I know why, because <laughs> we need some sort of normalcy <laughs> in this current <laughs> election season. So a debate feels normal? I guess my so in a normal-ish, a quote unquote normal-ish year. I can sometimes understand. Well, okay. So we live in Maryland. I live terrible times. Uh, I live close to DC, so I am infected yes. by the news. My local <laughs> news is international news. My local news is politics. Um, so whenever the every four years there the debates happen, CNN or whatever news organization inevitably finds a room full of undecided voters, and and in a normal year, I'm like. How can you be undecided? You've been in you've been in this country for at least four years. You must have opinions on how things are going. I, if you like how things are going, you want them to stay same. If things aren't going the way you want them to, then then okay. But in whoa, in a normal in a normal year in a normal circumstance, I could kind of I could kind of understand how you haven't made up your mind yet. We are in 2020. And and I do not understand how there are people. Okay, maybe if you're super rich, maybe then you don't care who See, wins because you I win think, all the time. <laughs> but like, no, I. Okay, so one, are we just going to get into this? Is this what we're doing? No, no, I don't have any tech news, so I I just wanted to okay, like. Okay, so we're so we're just gonna so we're just gonna get that. That's fine. Okay, so this is our cold opening. This is our cold that's opening. That's fine. No, no, that that is totally fine. Okay, so I think I can tackle this. All right. Okay. 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 I I ask that you let me try and work my way through it, so this right. way we don't get off on tangents. Okay. okay. All right. So. How? Let's How Brandon Chalmers? How Brandon Chalmers? A couple different ways. Realistically, only one real way, but I think we're talking varying degrees, right? So okay. let's assume for argument's sake that in 2016, you fucking hated Hillary, right? Right. And you thought that the libertarian candidate was a joke. You didn't want to vote green. And you were like, you know what? Fuck it. He seems like kind of an idiot, but... All of them seem like kind of an idiot. Bush seemed like an idiot. So fuck it. How bad can it be? So right. you went along party lines, right. right? You're an old school classic Republican. And let's say you grew up in the era of Reagan. And, you know, you didn't get a chance to really vote till the first Bush. But like you had quite a few Republican presidents at the time. Things were pretty okay when they happened. And your your parents were Republican, your uncle, your aunts, your friends. You grew up in a semi-affluent area. You know, let's say you went to either a rather affluent private or a, a, sorry, a rather affluent district and it's a public school and everyone else around you, let's say Northern Maryland, right. um, your, your Westminster's, your Fredericks, what have you, your Hartford counties. Um, where they tend to skew more Republican, despite it, you know, arguably being against some of their better interests, um, which is fine. Like you, I, you know, I have gone on record over and over again that I don't particularly care in this argument 
who you vote for. I am more interested in people being part of the process because I want the 40 some odd percent of people who just don't involve themselves in the process to be part of the process. I would like to know confidently who people really want as president. If it's not my choice, fine, that's how an election works. But if you don't participate, it's not exactly an even-keeled, honest discussion that we're having here. Right, okay. right, right, right. That aside, right. So, you're a Republican. Everyone around you is Republican. You're Republican classic. You know, um, let's assume that you don't exactly understand or really have a serious concern about the geopolitical impacts that the war in Iraq and Afghanistan have had. You're not exactly against the Bushes. He didn't think that Junior was too smart, but you didn't think he was too bad anyway. And, <laughs> you know, what have you. Like, right. And these these people are per, are out there. And frankly, in most cases, they are genuinely nice people. Like you sure. meet them on the street. They're perfectly fine. You see them at a Target. They're, they're kind enough to say, excuse me. They go and grab whatever they're grabbing. And they're on their way and you're like, eh, whatever, cool, random, random person. Fine. Sure. All right. So sure. these same people find themselves in 2016 feeling unhappy about their options. And they decide to go with Trump instead of Hillary. They didn't like Bill. They assume it's going to be that. And they got caught up in a lot of the rhetoric and they decided that this is where I'd like to go. Okay. So we understand how 2016 could happen, right? Yeah, now, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. Now, you find yourself going through years of things and you're like, I don't really like what a lot of what he says, right? And you find yourself being uncomfortable with some of the things, but you're convinced that Hillary would be worse for whatever reason. And I mean, you're a casual Fox News watcher. You... Don't necessarily, let's assume you're an, you're, I don't know, you watch Al Jazeera because you insist on being altruistic about it, right. but ultimately <laughs> you don't trust a lot of the established names in politics and you got your reasons and you feel justified in those reasons and you're in an echo chamber on social media of those beliefs, right? A lot of these people I find tend to mostly skew libertarian, though they really understand that the libertarian candidate isn't going to win, right? right? Okay, so now you find yourself here and you are uncomfortable with some things comfortable with others you might be really upset about what's going on with the supreme court nomination you might feel that that's really hypocritical but also you're not surprised because you're looking at this thing going we knew exactly what the fuck they were doing you know when when merrick garland was put up I'm not surprised that when they got the opportunity, they were like, different time, different circumstances. Can't hold me accountable for what I said previously. <laughs> My Fine, words I don't guess. mean shit. <laughs> well, the reality is hypocrisy's out the window. We threw it out forever ago. Years yeah. ago, we threw hypocrisy out. Yeah, so, for sure. Fuck it. Don't, don't go clutching your pearls when you see hypocrisy and you're like, how could you? It's like, fucking get real. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And this is now this is also part of the problem is you see a lot of the talking points that happen from the Democrats and they feel soft in the sense of Nancy Pelosi when she talks about, you know, what she can do and the statement of, you know, we we still have many arrows in our quiver. Lady, this ain't the fucking Hunger Games. Unleash them shits. <laughs> Fuck that. Where is your goddamn nuclear option? Yeah. Like. Yeah, you you are in a war with people who know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You have seen it. You yeah. have sent people literally <laughs> one of goddamn 
Trump's organizers with a former general is now working for a third party, like nonprofit uh, organization. And all they do is game plan what happens if so-and-so wins an election. You have the same numbers. They literally sat down and they said, Biden wins clearly. And they went, cool, fine. One, fuck you. Two, we claim we won on election night, no matter what happened. And you're like, wait, what? And you go, yep, we won. Too bad. Prove that we didn't. All right, one. Now, we've got until January. Guess what things we're pushing through? And they just put a laundry list of hot button topics. And the last thing they did right before they left is they said, so did you know that there's no law that says that we actually have to hand over all of our work? It's our homework. We did it and we decided to burn it when we were done. So (laughs) you guys are so good at government. You can just walk in and run it day one. Fuck it. You'll figure out what we did when other countries call you, say, I don't know, China and says, hey, we had an agreement with the former administration to do so and so and so and so. And that sounds egregious as fuck. And we don't know if they're lying or not. We don't know if they're taking advantage of the situation because Trump decided to go on fucking TV on his way out and went, we burned everything. Fucking everything. Yeah. They get no notes. No I'm, notes. I'm not, I'm not convinced that there are notes. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I'm not because well, con- I have, no. I have friends who work in, um, in uh, government openness and like working with FOIA and stuff. And I am, I am not convinced that this administration understands what records they are supposed to keep. Cause you I, are I'm- like, you are supposed to keep a certain number of records in a certain way. And I don't think they have done even close to that. I don't think that they care. And I think there's no one with teeth who can force them to. Yeah. So even, even if there, even if there was a peaceful transfer of power, there's no institutional knowledge that's going to be handed over. Cause they were like, uh, we didn't know we we're supposed to. <laughs> no, I, I think that here's, here's genuinely what I think. There's a lot of very intelligent, manipulative people who have an agenda, who happen to work in the white house and varying states of, of, responsibility for different things and i think a lot of them have a personal agenda to gain i think they have a future political agenda to gain i think they have a kickback agenda to gain to work in the private sector after all this they're going to be writing so many books (laughs) right Uh, all the book sales what have you so i think there is varying degrees of notes and not notes i think just because i don't believe trump keeps notes doesn't mean that i don't know stephen miller doesn't he just won't give them over, and until you can force him to do so, and once you force him to do so, he'll burn everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's so reasonably, I think the idea of them not having their shit together, like, because I've always been a firm believer of they can either be evil or they can be stupid. They cannot be both. <laughs> like, you have to pick one. You got to yeah. pick a lane. So, like. <laughs> Because I've heard this a lot where like Trump's evil, Trump's a moron. Pick one. <laughs> like you can be dumb and vindictive. Yeah. But to be evil requires planning and planning I think requires intelligence. I think he is dumb. I think the people he's surrounded himself with are evil. Okay, fair. That's, but that's, that's where I'm at. Like Right. But in that case, evil people make plans. It's yeah. kind of their thing. Yeah. Like. this is how evil works is it doesn't happen in a bubble so how how do we have in in today's climate how do we have undecided voters so you find yourself at the precipice of this where you voted for him and he's your president 
Yeah. And you find yourself arguing with people. Yeah, great. Fuck it. You hate him. I didn't care. Like, I can, I can hear them say, I didn't fucking like Obama, but you don't hear me pissing and moaning every fucking 10 seconds. In reality, they probably were, but- Yes, you were. Yes, you fucking hang on, were. Hang on. Let's I have Facebook receipts. You were, <laughs> I have Facebook receipts. You were calling him shit. Like, they were. They were. Let, they fucking look, were. Hang on. Well, let's also be clear that Obama wasn't without his flaws. Fucking drones, for example. So oh, sure. Oh, sure. Let's assume, let's assume that some of these things were valid. And let's assume if for argument's sake that he wasn't necessarily, and I use he in this pejorative, um, he wasn't necessarily unjustified in his views of Obama, right? He comes from a Republican skewed background. He didn't really like him, but he would never be like, that's not my president. And in turn, when Trump becomes president, he finds a little bit of venom when he hears all of these things of not my president, yada, yada. And he, he saunters up like he, he gets into a like a defensive mode because in his mind, he goes, I sucked at the fuck up when Obama won. You can suck at the fuck up when Trump won. And there's an argument to be had there. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. Yada, how, yada. But how is this an undecided voter? Because he sounds like a Republican. <laughs> right. Except now he finds himself four years later. He's not comfortable with the racist rhetoric. He's really not comfortable with what's going on with the pandemic. He's most of all classic Republican uncomfortable with the information that just came out about the oh taxes. yeah if you don't think that that was intentional <laughs> you are not paying attention okay like i genuinely wholeheartedly believe that i'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist but yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah, a yeah. reason why that came out right before the goddamn debate and as we are speaking right now i say this in all honesty republicans are still viewed as the daddy party and democrats are still viewed as the mommy party and until we, until Democrats, and I am a Democrat, and that's why I say we, it wasn't a Freudian slip. I will 100% own it on my end. Until we, as the Democratic Party, stop using things like arrows in our quiver and start genuinely nailing somebody to the fucking wall. Yeah. And, and stop saying things like mistruths and start calling them lies, lies. blatant yes. lies until you start genuinely saying without a shadow of a doubt what you mean hold him to the wall active if language joe, active language not this passive voice shit most importantly if joe with a softball like that cannot <laughs> nail trump to the fucking wall and get him to the point where he is red hot yelling about his taxes when it comes to this debate a republican voter Absolutely, in my eyes, and I imagine in quite a few other eyes, as every justification to consider Joe unprepared and fucking weak is probably the kindest way I can put it. Because yeah. if you can't hit that, what the fuck are you going to do with other people who actually have it together? Yeah. That's, that's you are why not prepared to fucking play this same game. That, you don't yeah. get to be president just because it's your turn. That is not how this works. And I guarantee yeah. you, I heard this rhetoric a lot when Hillary ran from Republicans that I knew where it was like, she's only running because it's her term. And like, 
she thinks she's owed it to her and she hasn't earned it according to them. And they would rather have had a genuine debate between Trump and Bernie than Hillary. I think a lot of us would. <laughs> I think a lot of us would. <laughs> and, and, and just, and that's the reality. The situation though, is in that scenario at that time in 2016, to my understanding, albeit limited, Trump and Bernie represented a very close to the fringes of each end of the party yeah. and what most people would be comfortable with, no matter how much they'd like to vote for their guys. As much as you'd like to vote for a Bernie, you'd be more willing to vote for a Joe if he was available and people could have, if Joe was running and Bernie was running as a third party, you'd be like, I like a lot of what Bernie says, but I don't think he can actually get it done. Yeah. And you'd go, I don't fucking like Trump, but I need some sense of normalcy and <laughs> yeah. it needs, and it needs to be Biden yeah. at this point. Now, when you run the, the calm middle of the road guy against Trump, if, especially if these guys have been financially doing well over the last couple of years, and they're not afraid of where the Supreme court is heading for religious reasons, let's say, then you're undecided. Because you don't fucking like Trump and you know he's a crooked puppet and you didn't want to necessarily say it out loud, but we all kind of knew it. And now you're <laughs> faced with it. Yeah. But you find yourself going, I don't want Obama too, And I don't think Joe is strong enough and I don't fucking like Kamala. So what am I left with? Do I vote third party and stand by the faction that until enough people vote third party, it's not going to be viable and we continue down this rat fuck idea of picking the lesser of two evils? Or do I go with what I know? And it's an uncomfortable reality. You know, I, I've heard arguments about against Kamala for a simple reason of, the fact that Joe went out and said, I'm going to pick a woman of color as my running mate mm -hmm. meant that we didn't pick the smartest or best candidate for president. We picked the smartest and best black woman. And you may want to do that, but you don't fucking say it. Because I because you want to believe that Biden's going to pick the smartest and best person. Out of everybody that he ran against, out of everybody available, anyone in the country, he would scour the world far and wide from from the fucking tips of Washington to the tip of Florida. He would fucking send out his operatives and he'd go, these are the best people. And he'd whittle them down. And then he'd go, no, I've talked to my people. I, I talked to Barack. I talked to so-and-so. I talked to Pelosi. I talked to Schumer. I talked to everybody. And I said, these are the best people. These are, you know, this is a person who will help guide my moral compass in a way that I want. They bring something to the table that I don't like. There's a ton of reasons to run this. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out, like for the life of me, from my perspective, why the fuck he chose Kamala Harris over Stacey Abrams. Like, yeah. what? why, like, if you're going to pick a, a region that you may end up gaining favor in, try and gain some fucking votes in the South and try and flip something there. California's yours. Yeah, California's safe. <laughs> right. Why do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, like, I, I get the idea of, of 
somebody not liking Kamala, I didn't care for her when it came to the primaries. I didn't vote for her in the primaries. I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Will I vote for Biden and Kamala? Absolutely. I have my ballot upstairs. I'm going to fill it out. And I'm going to drop it off in person so that I don't have to worry about the, the fuckery going on with the post office. Yeah. I am going to be part of the process. That is what I plan to do unequivocally. It is not a question in my head about who I will vote for. But I knew that before everything else happened. The second Trump ran, I worked at a company that worked with Trump and he stiffed them for the better part of $145,000. <laughs> because that's how he operates his business. And I will not vote for anyone who operates his business that way because yeah. I don't trust him when he's in charge of the purse strings of my taxes. I feel uncomfortable about that. Yeah. No matter how many checks or balances are there. I feel uncomfortable about that. That yeah. alone is a reason for me. When he made fun of a developmentally disabled guy, that was super fucking where it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> when he talked about grabbing pussy, it was way, it was way, way over. Point. <laughs> yeah. We were so far past the point where it was yeah. a conversation for me. And I have a difficult time letting those things go personally for me. Yeah. But also I, I stopped being part of the Republican Party when I was 15. You know, I, I grew out of it. I grew up with it because it was what I was raised. It was what I knew. Yeah. Hell, in, in fucking what would have been sophomore year when the election happened, I had a goddamn George Bush election sticker on my binder. I wasn't even able to vote. I was fucking <laughs> 16. <laughs> like, that's how into it I was. Yeah. And I was wrong. And I didn't realize it. Yeah, because I thought Gore was a douche. I mean, he was and, and see <laughs> right and seeing his his inconvenient truth video. He is a douche. Yeah, but I need to be an adult and make an adult decision and pick the responsible of the two decisions. This is the reality of the system that we have been presented with. And this is where I personally have an issue where I find these people either weighing the pros and cons of whether or not to vote third party or vote for Trump. And I have this fundamental issue of when the fuck are you going to grow up and realize that you don't get to just stomp your feet and be part of this? Technically speaking, we should have like six different parties. It should be like goddamn England. Yeah. Like there should be a ton of parties because there's yeah. varying degrees of fucking everything. But the reality is right now. And in the past and near as I can tell in the foreseeable future until another party comes along that absolutely has no interest in all this shit and really gets serious about everything, that this is what we have. And you have to, as a responsible adult, make the this decision, not necessarily for yourself, sometimes against your personal best interests. Because I can actually see how people who live in this case, in a more rural part of Maryland who don't set the world on fire with their income and could use a lot of government subsidies and should be voting Democratic, decide to cut off the nose to spite their face because of moral obligations for their religion or their uncomfortableness of culture. And they decide, for better or for worse, whether it's a reason I agree with or not, they decide, fuck it, I don't feel comfortable with what's going on I and, and uh, this is where I'm going to vote. I need to also be able to take a moment and be able to say if somebody was way too far on the Democratic side and 
was a fucking maniac and was giving everything away and running everything bankrupt and what have you. And I see a level headed got fucking Larry Hogan, Maryland governor, Larry Hogan yeah. show up and them go, well, Larry, what do you think Roe v. Wade? And he goes, it's law of the land. It doesn't seem to hurt anybody. And uh, I don't see a reason to get into that fray. And he does that on like five or six other things, major argumentative things. And he yeah. goes, I think that's for the court to decide. I think that's for this. And he lets things like transgender rights get fought out in the courts rather than him making a dictation about one thing or the other and alienating an entire group of people. And then says, I'm here to curb a lot of the unnecessary spending and to cut a lot of the handouts. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And a lot of people are going to be mad at me, but I think financially it's a smart thing for us to do to get back to zero. You may not like it, but I could totally understand people voting one way previously and then voting another way. I could see people genuinely voting Bernie and then realizing like, this is out of fucking hand and he doesn't know how to actually manage his money. He's got a lot of great ideas, but he has no execution. Mm -hmm. And then wanting to get back to zero and picking a more level-headed Republican. I can understand that genuinely. But presented with these guys, I don't necessarily get it personally and I have trouble yeah. comprehending it. I don't, but I, don't I, I know undecided voters. I, but the problem is, is they're debating now in between a third party write-in candidate because they know that their vote doesn't matter or voting for Biden. And I, I understand in most cases, a most likely scenario that Biden is going to pick up Maryland. Oh, yeah. I'm not lost on that. Yeah, for sure. I'm, for sure. I'm not lost on the idea that in, in argumentative sake, their, their protest vote won't hurt anything but fundamentally i have a genuine issue with their refusal to do this because if they were in a swing state i'd be genuinely upset and i yeah. think i need to hold people equally accountable in this sense yeah like it and i know people will argue with me right. that what he's doing is the right thing to do and you should vote your conscience and you should vote your heart and that's great, but this isn't a fucking hallmark made for TV movie. And we all have to live in the real world where there's consequences for your actions. And sometimes adults have to pick the the better of two bad situations. Yeah. It's going to hurt. You're going to get in a car crash. Are you going to run over the dog or the children? Pick one. Right. It's a crowded street on either side. You're going to have to take out a golden retriever or a five-year-old. Fucking pick one. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what your choice is, but you're going to have to pick one. There's no other option. You are dead regardless. <laughs> right. Decide who you're taking with you. Yeah. Like, because this is the reality of it. Like, there is no perfect candidate now. There's no very clear cut, like, this is way fucking better. Like, this is the definition election of, is Pepsi okay? Like, I get it. But we're all forced to be adults, so fucking cowboy up. So I do see it. It's just real fucking uncomfortable, and we like to live in this idea and this bubble, and I've seen it a lot lately where you got to follow your dreams, you got to chase everything, and you got to... <laughs> <laughs> very mixed feeling about that. Like, Because I, I, love... I, I don't want to stifle the optimism. Yeah. Like life is fucking hard 
And it is soul crushing right now between not being able to really see and embrace your friends or deciding to fuck responsibility and go, I'm doing it anyway. And deciding on a varying sliding scale of responsibility, whether have your friends been sick for two weeks, Jamie? Oh, I haven't been sick for two weeks. I think we're okay. Are we yeah. okay? I don't know. But what I do know are the facts presented before me and I'm choosing to ignore them. Out. Go to mommy. Go to mommy. Out. Go down. Go see mommy. For those of us not watching and listening, <laughs> we we had a Hazel stand at the door and ask frantically Jamie something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So, it's time for bed. It is bedtime. It is bedtime. She, she has school tomorrow. God damn it. <sighs> um, Me- meanwhile, I have to be up for work at 4.30 and I'm yeah. still waxing poetic about yeah. this. Well, you, you've explained uh, their the, the, thought process. It does not make me feel any better about the way that they're going about things. I get that, but can you at least give the ground that you can see there being an undecided voter. I disagree with them fundamentally. I can, I can see why. Right. I, I am struggling to not judge such people. Uh, that is, that is absolutely fair. And please understand also, <laughs> this is something that I think I've touched on before, but like, yeah. man, we are coming into it screaming at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And I say this, being around quite a few people who I know have openly voted for Trump. Yeah. You have to live, work, be related to, in some cases, date and or be married to these people. They are still, in a lot of ways, genuinely good people who are misinformed, who are angry about things and lack, I think, the perspective that you have. And that may come for a lot of reasons. It might be our shortcoming of explaining why we feel how we feel. It might be them just genuinely being a little angry child about the cancel culture and how things are responded to now where we're not allowed to have varying degrees of bad. No one's allowed to just apologize for something and move on. And I understand there are things that are not an apology. Like an apology just won't get the job done. I get that. But it is very much right now a time where these people are uncomfortable with the idea of something that you may have thrown up on Twitter as a joke in context at the time 10 years ago could get you fired from a job today. Mm -hmm. And we're judging history not by the current time that it was in, but by this retrospective uh, guideline. Yeah. And – it scares a lot of these people the idea that you have to spend money protecting your history, hiding things potentially, or more importantly, deleting things because there's a fear that you may have done something. And it feels like a very uncomfortable moral compromise. And it is a byproduct of the current social situation. I have a genuine dislike of the idea that I, when I deleted my Twitter, I went back and I professionally had my Twitter deleted. Like, I, because I didn't trust who I was 10 years ago. I don't know if I made an off color joke. I don't know if at the time it felt in context and it really wasn't all that bad. And I was still joking around and hanging around with 
you and a bunch of other people. And I didn't feel as though it was poor context. And you saw it and you were like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. And, you know, it's crass jokes. And in retrospect, now I'd look at it and go, why the fuck did I say anything like that? <laughs> and you look at it and be like, the fuck, man? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like 26 yeah. year old Brandon is a fucking asshole. Apparently, like so, nothing would surprise me. Like, yeah, I, I was a 26 year old white guy living in suburban Baltimore. Of course, I'm an asshole. <laughs> varying degrees of how bad that is. And that's really the question mark. But that's what scares me in that sense. Yeah. And I'm not running for political office. Right. Like, that wasn't my goal. Why did that die? Did my? Oh, no. That's sad. Oh, no. I think my pineapple just died. Oh, no, pineapple. God <laughs> damn it. Why? <laughs> Why pineapple? Damn you. Oh God! So, I feel like the saddest SpongeBob. Anyway, um. So the thing, the so here's, here's here's the thing that irritates me so much is that yep. liberals are asked to, to understand where they're coming from and to right. and to and to empathize with their position and to right. try to understand. Like that was that was all anyone was ever talking about the weeks after the like 2016 it was like okay well you have to understand like all this economic stuff and all blah blah, blah. and we're like mm -hmm. yeah we get it we get it we've been trying to figure it out we've been trying to like empathize with them it doesn't help and and also no one asked them to 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 try to to expand their horizons and to like well, i mean okay. i don't know what it was for you that broke you out in, in 15 that made you kind of like see that other people were around you, but like, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, it, well, let's be clear. Like it was, you know, it was post the election in, in, in 2000 with the hanging chads and everything else like that. And then I started to look into it. And then I started to notice that the person who was running the election board in Florida was also on Bush's campaign. And it made me very fundamentally uncomfortable. And when I started to do some research and then I started to realize that the Supreme court decision didn't actually have anybody's name on it because nobody wanted to own up to that decision nope. told me that this was a political move. It made me question the validity of the Supreme court. It threw me sideways about how altruistic the Republican party was. It made me question whether or not I was right in my feelings about a lot of things. Cause it really fucked my shit up. And yeah. I took a break from politics for like four or five years. I was just like, I want no fucking part of this. <laughs> well, God, I, I wish, right, but in, I but wish in turn, we could all do that. <laughs> right. But in turn, that meant that I didn't, I didn't vote the second time Bush was up. Yeah. Cause I was so burnt out on it. Yeah. That's, and yeah, and that's an unfortunate reality is that I was so checked out from the whole process because I was convinced that everything was so, so sour that if my party could be this corrupt, then the other party has to be corrupt just by nature because they're both playing the same game. So you're both playing by the same rules. You have to both be broken. And I'm still convinced of this. The only thing that changed for me is the understanding that my vote actually matters in a lot of ways. The rest of the ticket for the love of God matters. <laughs> yes. Yes. Probably more even than the presidential uh, vote, if I'm honest. Yeah. Cause these, these lower tickets set up the, all that other shit. It, everything funnels up. Yeah. It, it is. It it's is, trickle up. <laughs> it's trickle up. Well, it's <laughs> well, you know what it is. It's the reality of the fucking economy. Because yeah. politics and the economy are the same fucking thing. 
boots on the ground make a real difference, right? You go to Target, you have a bad experience with an employee, the lines are long and the place looks like shit. You stop going to Target, right? You get enough people to stop going to Target, Target stops being in business. Nobody gives a fuck about who owns or runs Target. Yeah. Like that's that's the reality. You're the people who don't have the Twitter handle to answer to in the Target store that's closest to you that gave you a bad time are the ones who are going to sully you on everything else. Your local electors are the ones who are actually going to fuck you over. And they're the ones you pay the least amount of attention to because yeah. who has the fucking bandwidth to keep up with that shit? Yeah. So then you vote usually along party lines or you take a crash course like I do, like a day and a half before everything. Yeah, you yeah. Just immediately go look at their website. And you're like, all right, let's read my it. Hop on topics. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just basically like let's do I the did, research. Do the research. What I have what I have done the last couple of elections is I literally just write down what's going to be on the ballot. Questions, who's who's up for, for election on the ballot? Okay, cool. And then I do a quick Google search on what we're talking about. And then I make a decision about what I'm doing right then and there. I don't vote in the booth. I vote a day or so before when I'm doing the research and making an educated decision. Yeah. And then I will take that same slip of paper out and reference it and go, <laughs> cool. And I'll do that in line. Yeah. It's my grocery <laughs> shopping. <laughs> what? Right. It's a grocery list. Right. But like, I will do this in line heading into the booth was I'm standing outside waiting in line, being a good elector, like comfortably waiting at the, at the school where I, where I vote. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is what I do. All yeah. right. Yep, feel confident about that. Confident about that. Okay, cool. And I close. I, I close that piece of paper. I put it back in my pocket. I walk up and I confidently give everybody my name. And I go in, and I fill out the ballot. And I feel educated and confident about my vote. And I feel good about it. And I've done a bit of research. And could I have done more? Absolutely, I could. But there's also a real world fatigue about all of this. And I have to understand that this is an important thing that we're doing here. Like I gotta, I gotta take that into account. So I feel like weirdly enough, even with my day and a half's notice, I'm still better prepared than a lot of people. Yeah. I gotta believe a lot of people are probably looking at things and they go, uh, you know, what's question number seven. <laughs> Get yes. on the Google machine and figure it out. Yes. <laughs> right. But they don't who looks at the ballot beforehand. Yeah. That's true. I I'm always, I usually like, do because I'm I'm always confused. Like when it comes time to like, who are these judges? Who are these representatives? Like I don't right. I, I don't I don't I don't go to my right. council, my city right. council. So but, who the fuck are these when, people? Right, but when the question is, who are you voting into the house? Who are you voting into the senate? Who's the governor and who's the president? And that's all you really pay attention to because yeah. Jesus Christ, there's so much noise at that level. Yeah, you stop paying attention to the rest of the ballot. I see, can very much see you going. Okay, yeah, I'm going here. And yeah. then you get there and then you look at it and like, I don't fucking know who this judge is. I guess this name <laughs> does this name sound okay? Like see, that's yeah. where that's where uh I'm always impressed with the Republicans because they vote in the off years. Like they they are consistent with that shit. So like they fall in line and they vote in the off years. Democrats get real fired up every four years and then fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and this is the problem is when you're not, when you can only, and this is part of, I think, what lends to the credibility of Democrats not really knowing what the fuck they're doing. So when, <laughs> when, what, cause there's an argument to be had of like, are we as Democrats are forced to 
understand the perspective of the Republicans, yada, 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 and, and, and you know, bend and, and bow and what have you. Yeah, but we can't be bothered to be part of the fucking discussion in the off years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, we can't every two years be bothered to fucking have a conversation. And then we have the nerve to stand there and go, well, you know, you're wrong. Yeah. And I mean, 2018 was a fluke. Like, right. But Democrats like, came out like a motherfucker. But, good. <laughs> but the question is, will that stay? I don't yeah. I don't fucking know. But I, like, ho- I hope so, because. But but I can definitely hear the argument of like, look, man, where the fuck were you two years ago? Where yeah. are you in the midterms? Where are yeah. you on all of these other things? So yeah. like and we get we get loud and we get bitchy about these things. And then we hold a moral superiority as if we understand everything of, of the perspective and we wholesale and I'm guilty of this myself, throw out their belief system. I'm not a religious man and I get visually annoyed when somebody starts talking about their morals and their faith and everything else like that and how it works into their decision about an election because i have issues with a ton of shit just involving the church alone nevertheless your relationship with your imaginary friend i don't think it belongs anywhere near responsible adult conversation is that condescending as fuck yes it absolutely is and you should be calling me an asshole for that 100 percent I will own that all day long. But in the same sense, I genuinely sit there and I go, well, if I decided that I like these things and I don't like these things, and then I stop and I close my eyes and I close my hands real tight and I look up and I do one of these and then I affirm my beliefs that I was coming to anyway, (laughs) I'm not making a rational decision. (laughs) Because I have not educated myself in any way, shape, or form with facts. Yeah. Like, again, am I an asshole for jumping to that conclusion and simplifying religion to calling an imaginary friend? Yes, I am. Am I just as guilty for causing the same problem? Fuck yeah, I am. See, I think, I think in the case of religion, if you believe that's fine for you, I have a problem when people try to put that shit on other people. Like, right, I, don't give but- a, I don't give a fuck. Right, but how is that? How is right, but how is your faith factoring into your vote not doing exactly that? I mean, that's fine. It's fine for you, but like when when your vote affects, like when if if your basis for preventing somebody from from living their life in a in a safe manner or in a Mm -hmm. in a healthy manner or in a manner which they choose, that's when I have a big problem with the the religious part. And and you can justify anything. It doesn't have to be like. I don't know. I right, but I, I I don't see a line. I I don't see a difference there. I hear what you're saying. I have trouble coming to the conclusion that there's any difference in what you are saying. To me, it sounds like you're saying I'm good with your religion. Keep it to your fucking self. Don't put it in the ballot box, which is exactly the same thing I'm saying. Yeah, and you're doing it in a much kinder way. But ultimately, I think we're landing at the same fucking place. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I mean. I. 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 I want to live in that world. <laughs> right. Right. But like, and that, yeah. but that's, that's reality is though that is unlearning behavior that you grew up with. That has been part of your history, part of your culture, part of your, your religion, your, you know, it's indoctrinated into you from, you know, from the second you can form complete sentences, you know, you were, 
there's a chance that a lot of you, your first steps were down the aisles, walking to a pew where you get to meet your grandmother during Sunday service. Like Mm -hmm. the church is an important part of your life. Yeah. And that togetherness, that community, that being part of something larger than yourself, I can absolutely embrace. I get the idea of helping your community. I used to be part of a church. And one of the things I was most proud of was being part of a service where we collect dry goods and canned goods for families who weren't bringing it in. And they barely had enough money to cover their mortgage. So once a week, they'd showed up for dry goods. And I made a point so that I would stay after service. I'd pack up these care packages and I would very discreetly drop it off on their porches. And I'd give them two knocks and then they'd come to the door and I'd wave as I was walking to the car because I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable. It is difficult enough to have to to need the charity and reach out for it. I don't need to feel better about talking about the church and everything else like that. These are people that weren't showing up for Sunday service. Yeah. They're just people in the neighborhood. Yeah. Because I think a church should be more about community and being part of something larger than yourself than believing in a book or, or the imaginary friend or anything else like that. And yeah, that sounds, that sounds dope to me. Like that sounds awesome. Right. But ultimately what soured me personally on it was that was not good enough for members of the church. And I was pushed out. (laughs) What the Because I, because I had trouble (laughs) believing things like dinosaurs. Like I, I had, I had a fundamental <laughs> issue with the idea that and an all seeing on like all knowing deity that is infallible is unable to comprehend the idea of evolution. Dinosaurs. Right, right. Dinosaurs literally dinosaurs. above my head. Like, but like the idea that, <laughs> nope, he can't do it. And I was like, he can do fucking anything. He can do fucking anything. And the idea that they couldn't, even give me that inch <laughs> made me so combative that I was asked to leave. Yeah. I was like, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Fucking like you're giving him more power. You're but, making him even more exactly. OP. Like, you're giving him I, a skill, like a power I, set that I, he didn't I come am, with originally. <laughs> I am genuinely comprehending the idea that the Bible was interpreted by people who only comprehended, but so much of the world and they wrote yeah. down what they knew yeah. and they may have had the best of intentions and their good moral stories there potentially, yeah. <laughs> but God damn, sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. You're, like, you're giving Thor Stormbreaker and I'm, Mjolnir, I'm, and they I'm only want to see Mjolnir. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> here, like genuinely. And that sort of cutting off your nose to spite your face really soured me on the whole thing. And yeah. I realized their argument was you don't actually believe you're trying to make yourself feel more comfortable about the religion. And my statement was you believe whatever the fuck will fit your narrative. We're both bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except that we're both we're opposite sides of the same fucking coin here. Embrace the idea that the community togetherness is really the full fucking point and let's go be together with the community and nope, won't have it. And it feels like religion right now. Yeah. I can agree that we all want, you know, a, a country that is working toward our betterment, we want to be able to have social security and retirement, we all want to be able to have healthcare. 
we don't want to necessarily give handouts for everybody. We want everybody to understand the value of hard work. We want money to mean something. I want everyone to pay their fucking taxes equally and evenly. I don't see how the fuck anybody can actually be a billionaire. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, I think we've gone way too far in a lot of things. I have no problem with Jeff Bezos being rich as fuck. But I also <laughs> have a serious problem with the idea that he makes so much more than his lowest paid employee when Rockefeller was able to adhere to the rules of, of, you know, of his time where he could only make X amount of dollars more times than his lowest paid employee. Yeah. Like what is Bezos doing with that much money other than buying a country or raising his own army? I don't see how he's not like at that point when you have the ability to buy anything, anything how do you not immediately at some point <laughs> along the way just go full fucking dr evil yeah. and just go have an island right yeah fucking island <laughs> greenland like pick I'm, something big how do we know he doesn't because the world's only so fucking big, Jamie. No, like, but like, how do we know right. he hasn't built some sort of weird fucking underground facility, like taking out have, one of those weird bomb shelters and I, like converting I it into like a fucking thing? Jamie, I genuinely don't know if he put a missile defense system in fucking Madagascar and decided to name it Bezos Land. Yeah. I don't fuck. Is anyone keeping an eye on Madagascar? Like with, right with, that, with that amount of money, you can make shit disappear. Right, like, right. You, can, you yeah. can hide your digital signature. Like you if you're totally running all of the servers and all of the info gathering servers, you can hide shit. Like there's- Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? Like- He's building not, Megalon I, in like some cave and he's just like- I, I don't, right. Yeah. If you found out that Jeff Bezos was building a Megazord, yeah. a functional fucking giant <laughs> ass- like Jaeger style robot. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Would anyone be really surprised? I I don't think so. I don't think we'd be surprised. I like, don't think so. I think we'd be like, the fuck is he really doing with that? Yeah. But no one would be like, but why? Yeah. Fucking world domination. That's why. Yeah. That like he makes so much money, it is impossible for the human human mind to comprehend the number. Just the the you, number you like, can't comprehend we, how much that is in spending power yeah we can't conceive of it right it's just it's impossible right right, like, right. so like i have a fundamental issue but we're getting our shit so that's that's the important part thank god because you know <laughs> we're getting <I'm>, our shit <laughs> i'm just glad it only takes two days <laughs> if he had to pay to have it here tomorrow, like a livable wage to have it here tomorrow. I don't know if I could afford that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Those people should be making like banker salary, like crazy ass money. I, I, I don't think you understand what an actual bank teller makes, but yes. I have no idea. No, no banker. Like the one <laughs> bank, who owns banker, the, the bank, I, bank manager, the uh, branch manager. Well, okay. By the way, not how banks work anymore. Like, I don't know. We, we should probably, we should probably <laughs> sit down and talk about how there's no real community bank anymore. God damn and, it. <laughs> and predatory as well as Fargo, but we're, we're digging into another podcast. That that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, I absolutely can understand how there is an undecided voter 
I disagree with them fundamentally. Yeah. And I hope that they, like I said, like the, the taxes I think are really a genuinely decided thing for undecided voters. Cause I have to believe that if you vote for Trump, like if you voted for Hillary, I cannot see you reasonably voting for Trump. And if you have decided to do so, you are not changing your mind. Yeah. I am convinced of this. Yeah, yeah. What I can very much see is a Trump voter who was a classic Republican who decided to vote along party lines, who now finds themselves conflicted with a lot of things that are happening, but genuinely doesn't like the opposition, but sees this softball. And if Joe can't fucking tee that oh, thing off, yeah. if he can't hit a home run with that, if he stumbles, if he doesn't just flat say, I, like, I, I, I don't, and here's the thing. I don't know what you say. So Donald, I assume that this is the real reason why you didn't want to release your tax returns because you didn't want anyone to find out that you were an absolute fraud. And oh, <laughs> by the way, you're fucking broke. And yeah. unless he drops the fucking F-bomb on CNN, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I don't care. I, that's why I couldn't, that's why we're recording now. And I couldn't, I couldn't no, watch because there's the no, debates. All I, I'm going to want to do is throw my couch through my television and then I have to pay Jeff Bezos again. Yeah. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. I'm not helping the process. The, by the only the winner process. is Jeff Bezos in the, all of this. The only winner the only ever winner. is Jeff Bezos. Yeah. It's, it's Disney and Bezos are the only fucking people who are winning now. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And That's Disney, it. Disney is, they're not even winning. They have to like lay off like, massive amounts of people on their parks and stuff and fuck you no they don't no they fucking don't they choose to oh sure absolutely will be right i agree with you they but they're doing it yeah pay these people right so yeah. fuck the house of mouse in that sense yeah i mean like, they're yeah the fuck out of here like you don't have the money to pay these people it's like goddamn pandemic what the fuck are these fucking people supposed to do and also by the way you think when it's time to hire them back they're gonna hire them back at their old salaries nope nope It, like, I mean, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. Like, I let the WWE be a microcosm of how businesses really operate because they do it out in the open. Yeah. Right? They continually lay people off. They have figured out a way. They're going to make more money this year than they ever have. And they have shut down all of their touring, obviously. Jeez. All of their live attendance is completely gone. Yeah. They have not had to have a road crew. So they, fi they, they fired or furloughed all of their road crew. They <sighs> fired or furloughed something like 45 different wrestlers. They refused to pay health insurance for any of their... Because um, they're of all their contractors. Talent. Right, because they're all contractors. So more than three quarters of their talent pool isn't actually required health insurance. They, they fucking need it. They, they continually make money hand over fist by making deals with NBC universal and Fox this past year in the beginning, I think back in February when they inked all the deals and everything else, like they made a fucking ton of money, like right before the pandemic and they're still running and, shows and they're still running shows and still getting on average, well over a million viewers uh, each show. They're making a ton of money from everything. And they continually lay people off with the claims that, Oh, the pandemic. Oh, we can't afford everyone. it. We can't afford it. Bro. Right. They're going to make record profits this year. Oh, my God. Like hey, Jamie, how long we've been doing this? <laughs> this was the longest cold opening we've ever How long we've been doing this? I think an hour. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one and all to the fucking Duocast, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. When I say Hard Knock Media, I mean NOC as a nerd, nerd of, of color. color. Hell yes. <laughs> now, Jamie Noguchi, you can hear us usually every week here on YouTube, on your on your Stitchers, on your on your uh pod beans podcast we're on spotify we're on spotify brandon chalmers we're on spotify (laughs) hell yeah we are we don't get any of that any of those plays but we get we're on spotify we're there ain't nobody listening but we are there we're We're on itunes we have a review on itunes a singular review we have a five-star review and it says fuck yeah we do they're okay hell yeah (laughs) i guess I swear that sounds like something I challenge somebody to do. And <laughs> if you are still listening and if you still have stuck with this, I don't know who you are. Please Thank email you. us. Thank you. I owe Thank you, you something. Like yeah. genuinely. No, fuck it. If you can prove that you were the one who gave the five star review and you contact us and you're like, hey, I gave this and I did exactly what you said. <laughs> you said rated five stars and say they're okay, I guess. I. <laughs> If you are willing to send me your address, I will send you something in the mail as a genuine thank you. Fuck yeah. it. Like, Info like, at fuckingdoitcast.com. Hit us up. We'll, we'll make sure yep. you get a thing. Now, <clears throat> <laughs> like I said before, we are part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. That means NOC is in Nerds of Color. We are one of many podcasts, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, Jamie, as you have mentioned before, I we have been asked specifically to not make it sound like the rest of the podcast network is stodgy. So... I have learned recently that all of the other podcasts talk about the same shit we do, only they are far more informed. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) So if you like this and you want to talk about Batman or any fucking thing else, especially movies, um, fucking check out new release Wednesday, by the way. Um, You need to go and check out the rest of the shows of the hard knock media podcasting network. Give them a spin. Because right now you're doing a couple things. You're still home yeah. because of the pandemic. Hooray. And you're walking around. You have burned through YouTube. Let's not pretend. You've seen all of the YouTube. You've There's seen no more everything. YouTube. There's no more right. YouTube. Right. So I think what you should do, throw on your headphones, throw on your Bluetooth speakers. As, you, as you're working, tapping away, throw on one of the hard knock media podcasts. I don't care which one it is genuinely. Like if you're listening to us, you're like, you know what? I wonder what the other thing now is. Pause this now. Go over there, listen to theirs. And if you decide not to come back, fuck you. you (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about the same shit that we do, but they do it better than we do. So (laughs) check out the rest of the network. (laughs) Yeah. they're, They're properly educated adults. Yeah. Yeah, I draw. I draw. I draw things for a living. That is not educated. (laughs) No, I'm a community college dropout. Don't fucking listen to me. I'm a terrible example. I was an art major. You don't learn shit. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have to take business classes at all. I was an art major. I majored in pretty pictures. (laughs) Yeah, I I majored in business at community college, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I decided to pursue that retail life. I. I dropped out and continued to work at Kmart and got serious about it. Like yeah. that is who you were talking we, to right now. We are not experts we at are, anything. We are not experts. <laughs> no, we are the opposite. Like when, when Mythbusters said we are not experts and you were like, eh, you guys are probably kind of experts. We are very fucking we are, much yeah, we not, are not experts. The, mm. I, 
Mm-mm, mm-mm. You are no Jamie Heineman. I am no fucking Adam Savage. <laughs> no. I promise you that. <laughs> like, do not let the mustache confuse you. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, Brandon Chalmers, I know you have to go to bed uh, soon. Yeah, uh, at some point. But uh, what have you been geeking on? <laughs> Okay, so I can actually answer this one. All right, so now we're back to the levity part. Now, I was hoping that I'd have the light here to, to illuminate it. So when I got my new gig, every time something major happens for me, I like to give myself a little treat. Aww. I just to say, like, hey, man, that was rough and that sucked. And you should have a visual little reminder of, like, you did the thing. And what I usually try and do is I try and pick up something that is stationary, something that is a... a a decoration or something like, you know, that, that sort of thing that like you see it years later and you're like, I did the thing like prime example of something that I didn't necessarily earn, but I absolutely decided to keep years ago when we did the shows at UMBC for super art fight. Oh yeah. They gave us an award that has like a, like a granite, like set of horns. And it's just a, an award that they gave us for being a good friend. And it sits on one of my shelves. And oh, it I remember that. Most prize possession it's so cute love it dearly right yeah so and i do this with a lot of things and i have you know guitars i've done this with i've done it with pieces of furniture where i'm like i'm gonna appreciate this thing and i'm gonna know that i got this thing because i earned it like my my sofa in my living room was a you got a new job and you fucking earned it go spend a couple hundred bucks on something that you know you're gonna use and every day i sat down and for easily a year Anytime I was like, that's a good sofa. And then I paused a second to go, and you earned that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to feel good about that sort of thing. So I decided to yeah. go a little lower scale this time. So I had it at work for a while and I was a little concerned about it getting broken. We have some difficult uh, people in the building from time to time. So I was worried about it staying together. So I came across a company called Candy Lab Toys and Candy Lab um, is a company that basically makes wooden cars that are hand-painted and are very stylized and are very rad. Now, they, like the first example is this rad-looking woody redux sort of thing. Very clean styling. Nice. Right, like very cool. It's magnetized on the bottom, so they they actually sell like a wooden plinth that you can put it on, and it'll actually just rest there. But the cool thing is, is it's also designed like they do smaller versions for kids, so they're designed to be wooden cars that last. So they're they're toughly made, but also like the there's the uh, the Candy Lab logo there. Oh, that's um, dope! Super good. They bury magnets also in everything, so the surfboard that connects to the top just Bonk. magnetizes to the nice. Top which nice. is super rad. So as part of that, I also decided to purchase a. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so a whole like setup, and this was my concern is the top tends to come off here as I'm off. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Like it, like an old, like Santa Monica style <laughs> lifeguard stand. <laughs> and it's actually got like the whole board that goes down oh, there. Fuck. Yeah. And all of this is made of birch. It's all hand painted. It's all beautifully done. Like the colors are super great. Everything is incredibly clean. The packaging. Drop everything all over the place. The packaging also is super fucking good. Ooh, wow. 
like they really know what they're doing yeah right yeah Yeah. so like you you pull it out of the box by the way shipping was super easy real straightforward the company's really easy to get to to work with they respond to instagram messages they have one up there that i've been eyeballing for forever looks like one of the suvs from the old national park service which i fucking love um and they said that it was supposed to be coming back. It hadn't met the deadline. I shot them a message on Instagram today and I was like, hey, when's this coming back in stock? And they're like, we're really sorry. It's going to end up coming up in October. It ended up, we ended up taking a little bit longer to do a whole new series we released. Please be patient with us. We'll send out an email blast to make sure. And, and they just basically said like, Are you, make sure you're on the email list. We'll send you out an email blast when it becomes available. There will be ones available. We promise you. And it's like, okay, cool. And they were just like, it'll be in October. All right, fine. Brad, like, so they are a small company that are doing very high quality stuff. Oh, yeah. And is built to last and they design themselves in a sense of like they they're doing contests about like what's the best setup that the kids who are in quarantine are doing with the little tiny cars. So like they're making like little courses and everything else like that. And it's basically like who can flick their car the longest through whatever sort of course or whatever that you create. So they're they're involving themselves with kids stuff. Everything is very stylized. So it, like it tickles that this is really nice, and it tickles that this is kind of cool car stuff. And it's also like they this is a really neat design toy, and it hits all of my right choices. That's so cool, right? And it's super good. And they've got a ha- like they've got tons of different series. They just came out with a bunch of little like uh, panel trucks, ones for like. Uh, made up chicken joints and milk delivery services (laughs) and waffle places. They did one that looks like a post office truck. Nice. So like they are, they're, they're really expanding their toy line. They tend to move in, in cycles of like, they'll, they'll keep selling ones for a while, but they will sell out. So you really should pull the trigger on things. Um, But they're super fucking cool. And like, it serves no purpose genuinely other than just, it looks really good on my desk over there and it makes me really happy. Yeah. But I like that kind of shit. And when it tickles those kind of multiple fancies that way, and I also get to support a small business and I get to feel good about that and get to know that like, yeah, you know what? They're going to keep making rad stuff. And there are a lot of kids who are going to grow up and have cool wooden cars like my grandfather used to and like my parents and my uncles and everything like that. And they get to enjoy them in their own way. They just happen to look way better. Mm -hmm. Cool. Like that's, that's rad because eventually if I end up having kids, I'd like to be able to buy them a bunch of those wooden cars. Yeah. And I'd like to be able to go. Yep. Cool. I enjoy these for myself, but also now you get to enjoy these too. Like that's cool. That's, that's awesome. That's super cool. We're going to link them up in the show notes. Cause fuck it. Yeah. They, they we, are. We they give are love. We give love to. People. Yes. So, so they have brought <laughs> me a lot of, a lot of joy for something so dumb and simple, but that's awesome. We should get yeah. a sponsorship from them. <laughs> I would love that. Like I am genuinely a huge fan of their stuff. Like they, <laughs> they've been working alongside another guy um, who, if you're not familiar with, you really should be. He's named Larry Chen. He is an automotive photographer. So oh, he does cool. a lot of stuff with, with uh, Jay Leno's garage and um, all of the formula drift series all the drifters and stuff like that um, see him. So he's done a a partnership with them um, where he pairs cars with a company that does coffee in like specially designed things. And then they sell combo series where you'll get like the SUV with a like special Sumatra blend coffee. Oh, wow. 
that's also served in an old school like jerry can for like gasoline or oil or something like that so it's very stylized in that sense too nifty yeah they do a lot of really cool stuff but i was turned on by them so in turn my my car sphere youtube thing got mixed with my photography interest car sphere which then got interested in the toy thing yeah it continues to just kind of work its way down yes yeah that's awesome yeah 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 so what have you been geeking about (laughs) (laughs) nothing 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 trying not to blow up my brain um so i did they have msi in uh baltimore county like soccer and stuff i i don't know if msi is like a montgomery county thing or if it's like a statewide thing what does msi stand for i don't remember um but uh it's it's soccer it's youth soccer at least down here yeah Um, i mean there was there was youth soccer when i was growing up i was part of it for a while okay um until i started playing football yeah hazel just started uh soccer um so they have uh they have it how the fuck does that work they have it set up everyone's wearing masks um okay the coaches are wearing masks only one person only one parent at a time can go to a game so we have to like round robin and stuff like that wow okay um but hazel has started doing soccer so after school uh wednesdays they go to the field they practice they had two practices before their first game (laughs) their first i mean i I don't know how 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 old is hazel she's six so are they uh, and this is a genuine question not as a judgment are they keeping score i think yeah they were keeping score they were keeping score okay yeah Oh, uh, the only reason I ask is because I had I had a friend of mine who had a kid who was in youth soccer and he got, he got very upset <laughs> because they weren't keeping score. And he was like, what the <laughs> fuck's the point then? Like, <laughs> genuinely. Like, I can't teach my kid about the the joys of working really hard and winning and being part of a winning team. And also in the inverse, I can't teach them about the adversity of of fighting after a loss and picking yourself back up and continuing on yeah. if all you do is gather together and go we kicked the ball here now we kicked the ball here now well i guess we'll go home and everyone gets ice cream it's like that's not how any of this works yeah so they um they had their first game this past saturday and okay. it was like it was crazy it was like a whole bunch of t- uh, like kids it, there was like multiple divisions so they had like first grade and second grade and and like boys and girls and stuff and like right and everyone was had to stay away like they had the they sequestered the parents so they're all away from each other and like only one person could go so i could go and then either me or audrey could go and stuff um right so it was there there's no goalie uh it's four on four so there's no there's no goalie and it's like it's not How even big it's not even half say, a field it's very I was tiny. Say, it, it can't be half a field like no it's four not on four with no goalie at, at six yeah you can't it's like an eighth of the field or something like that because they you can't expect them to run the full no absolutely not 100 no. meter thingy no hell um, no i wouldn't expect you to do that yeah <laughs> i don't expect me to do that shit no. um but uh so i she's had fun um okay i i she scored a goal off of someone else <laughs> like off, of, off, off of the opposing team no so she she kicked it and uh one of the opposing girls tried to block it but instead of blocking it she, like the way she knocked angled her body it knocked it in <laughs> so 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know shit about soccer, um, but Hazel seems to have fun. We've been playing outside in the backyard um, to try to get her like after school to try to, um, to get her to do some outside activity because there's no PE or whatever. So I'm, I'm both pleased with this and also my newfound De Niro face. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no that's awesome man like i'm 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 glad she's becoming part of an organized sport yeah um she i'm, I'm glad she's having now. a good time cool that's rad <clears throat> um she has her own little mask uh all the kids have their own little masks and stuff um do, wait do they get little matching masks because they're all part of a team no oh that would be so cool you got a like do they at least have like jerseys and uniforms do they each get like little they, t-shirts that all match they, they don't because the season started way late this year oh because okay. um, they, right, they weren't that, they weren't sure if fair. they were gonna have a season no um, that's that's fair that that makes sense okay that's a shame though like you, so yeah uh, you should really at least try and coordinate <clears throat> with the other parents and like color coordinate at the very least like can yeah. they all wear purple this week like <laughs> i just i just let all of them come out because i guarantee you the first team to all color coordinate is gonna fuck up somebody else's day because like yeah. they're going to show up looking like a cohesive unit <laughs> and whether they know what they're doing or not the kids on the other side because <laughs> i can just see it now another six-year-old on the other side going why are they all in purple together yeah they look like they're real good yeah. i think they're real good and next thing oh, you know man. oh yeah no i'm telling you man jamie you could absolutely skew this thing right now look hear me now okay <laughs> look at look at look at these eyes your daughter could clinch the championship right now you hear me <laughs> yeah i like, i think i think the, I, genuinely the 25 dollars great idea 25 dollars at re michael coordinate the t-shirts and the masks like just tighten them up <laughs> you could champ that's how champions are made yeah you know what you know what all championship teams have in common a uniform yeah. that's right now i know you're like brandon all teams wear uniforms do they though <laughs> i think if she sticks with it and uh there and like throughout the grades uh there may be an opportunity for me to design their gear for them because i'll just be like look my team's gotta look tight i don't give a fuck I'm drawing them like the baddest ass uniforms ever. Hell yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kid them up. They're going to look badass. Who cares if they can play? They're going to intimidate the fuck out of the other team. Great. Yeah. 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 What, where did you guys get your uniforms? Oh, you mean you want to become a Rockville Kitsune? Is that what you like? Yeah. Yeah. You would. You can't. That's our team. I know yeah. you play on your team. You're the ladybugs. We're the consumer. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it's not my fault. Your dad sucks. Yeah. That's if, if but if, if, if she sticks with it and there's opportunities to kind of like <laughs> kid him out, I'm going to kid him out. <laughs> the, the weird. So I, I ran track in high school, middle school and high school. And we had a meet like maybe every month or every other week i don't remember the frequency I was like, probably every other week if i had to take a guess yeah i don't remember the frequency hazel has a game every saturday <laughs> good and i'm like dude at that age this is amazing like, they, need that, they, they need that kind of consistency though yeah they well yeah so they practice on wednesdays and then i guess they'll have games on saturday 
And uh, I don't know, some, some of the parents, some of the parents are way into it. Like they are way like, like on their kids. And I'm just like, yo, do they look like me? Like a lady version of you without the beard. (laughs) Um, But it's like, yo, yo, little Becky six. Look, man, (laughs) if she can stand up and kick a ball, don't matter what direction it's going. (laughs) I, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you live in a pretty affluent area and college is fucking expensive. So right now, <laughs> what Karen's doing is playing that long game. Scouting a long game. Right. Yeah. Just say like, look, wh- you're going to do this and then you're going to do field hockey. You're going to do lacrosse and basketball. Something's going to stick. Yeah, one, one of them gonna is going to get a Something's going to stick. Right. Yeah. Psalm's gonna stick. <laughs> we're we're like we just hope Hazel gets tired enough so that she'll go to sleep. Right? Yeah. No. J- believe me, Karen is playing the long game. Know this. All right. She's she's looking for a regional college. Like yeah. Something that is within six hours of the house drive time. Yeah. So this way, there's no excuses to come home, <laughs> but definitely away from the house and full ride. <laughs> Really, guarantee that might be the way to go. That might be the way to go, man. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's there's no Olympic dreams there. There's yeah. a real genuine hope that college gets mostly covered. That's all that is. Dude, and good honor. So I don't know. Uh, like, does the pro circuit? Do you need? Do you need a de- like? I, I don't know anything about pro Wait, sports. Did you just ask if you need a degree to play no, pro do, sports? Do you need to play like college sports to get recruited into pro leagues? Uh, for soccer, I believe baseball, huh. you have to come up through the farm system, uh, hockey as well through the farm system. Basketball will pluck you directly out of high school. Hence LeBron James. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Though they do recommend college, uh, most you know most college players don't end up going to the NBA. Obviously, um, right, football right. football very much requires the college program. Yeah, um, but they will pick you out of college early. Sure. Okay. So you yeah. can be much much younger and and end up going. Um, but yeah, I don't. I as far as soccer goes, I don't know. I imagine soccer is very similar to football in that sense. That like. There are probably very few people who go pro. Yeah. You're probably drafted <clears throat> out of college, I imagine. And in most cases, I also imagine that you're drafted once you graduate mm, um, mm. or at least pretty close to it. You're probably in your junior year, you know, yeah, third, yeah, yeah. fourth and certain points, certain colleges, maybe fifth or sixth year of college. I don't know how you do. <laughs> a little Van Wilder action going eighth, on there. I eighth, don't know. Eighth fucking year of college. Look, man, just get it done. <laughs> That's the important thing. I'm not here to judge, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how any of that particularly works. I don't keep up with major league soccer, so I don't want to pretend like I actually understand that. I mean, you know more um, about sports ball than I do. My, yeah. all the sports that I'm into, like pro climber, you're a pro climber. I, <laughs> I'd be willing to better that a pro climber is also a business major community college dropout. If yeah. I had to take a guess there. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to take a guess there. Brandon, Chal- Brandon Chalmers, you have the qualifications of the pro climber, except you do not boulder. <laughs> no, no, no. Qualifi- qualifications, no. <laughs> Education. <laughs> Education, yes. yes. But you do not boulder V13. So I'm sorry, Brandon. You can't. 
you can't know do what? the circuit. Not with that <laughs> attitude. I don't. Uh, that is for fucking sure. Like, let me tell you. but also, I wouldn't trust anybody who's bouldering a V13 to kill a 12 foot sub like I do. So you know, we all got strengths. We all got strengths. We like, need. We need to go on that pro eating barbecue cooking circuit, bro. Look, I, I just, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like you. You put uh, what's his name, Alex Honnell or something like that. Yeah, the, Alex Honnell. Yep. Right. You put Alex Honnell next to me with a with a twelve foot Italian Wawa <laughs> sub, and you are going to see poetry in motion, and it's not going to be from the pro climber. All right. Like I will somehow equally alarm you with the speed and ferocity that I devour that sandwich, but also marvel you with the grace in which i managed to destroy that sandwich see homeboy can like, eat like it is it is violent but beautiful yeah. like it yeah yeah it, it's yeah it, it's see, it's like a bear <laughs> in slow motion trying to catch a salmon <laughs> where like it feels graceful but you know it's really not and if you spend up the footage in real time he's basically just going hung, 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 hung. Yeah. Like, but in slow-mo, he's like, <laughs> right. And then snaps that thing out. And the six foot sub is just going like this, just waffling in the wind. And then all of a sudden he does a little tossle. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> see, and that's why I'm growing the hair out. Right. So then I get a little bit of this and then just <laughs> up, and then I just, and then just full on baby duck. Yeah, man. Just, just womp, 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 womp. And then it's gone. Like it, it sounds very weirdly like slow-mo Pac-Man would. Wow. Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> Brandon Chalmers. You can't tell if they're words. I need to see this. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no. We, need, we need to, we need to, like, we'll, we'll invest in a smoker and uh, we'll enter all the barbecue competitions. <laughs> and it, we don't care if we win, but I'm sure that around the barbecue circuit is also the eating circuit. So we'll but enter in to the show we'll, uh, we'll uh, enter into the shows uh yep. we'll smoke our meats and uh and then uh <laughs> do the jamie <laughs> you know what maybe what we do is we just actually film me in slow-mo just housing a wawa sub <laughs> as fast as i can and then just have me genuinely look into the camera oh, and call out like we'll do multiple videos i'll just release a bunch of them where i call <laughs> out pro athletes yeah. and just like you know what mickey mantle and i have in common <laughs> We're both fucking winners. That's what. <laughs> Notice I didn't say your name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't. Oh shit! I think uh, I think Johnny and Brittany have cameras that like do like one twenty p, so we could do that super slow mo. And they have those nice ass lenses. Just, so we could just get what lit. I want to feel better about myself. Destroy a sandwich in front of a guy who does muscle ups on Instagram for fun. Yeah, like, but yeah. that is gonna be that is gonna be such a <laughs> weird flex. Like, <laughs> like because I was literally messaging the other day about like him getting after his workouts and how inspirational he is, and I genuinely mean that. And yeah. the idea of then going to him and going, <laughs> I right, because I feel like fucking Orson Welles at this point, just like. I want you to film me eating a submarine sandwich. <laughs> Slow, <laughs> but deliberate. <laughs> Just a lot of heavy breathing and God, confidence is all that is. You need those frames, Brandon. All of those frames are <laughs> glory, glory. Right. 
glory. Yeah, and you know it's going to be business <clears throat> the second you see me unwrap the paper. And right before I unwrap the paper, you just see me doing one of these. <laughs> We're just you're like, is he really getting into and all of a sudden he just kind of one of these <laughs> like this? And then just a big stretch and a bend. Just right. And then just set tastefully to the entrance theme of Jurassic Park. I just destroy this. Shit, Brandon, I need I need this to happen. Right, because if you because if I can if I can time it properly and I can eat the sandwich fast enough that <laughs> I can time me coming up at the end with that last bite with the roar of the brachiosaur, like it's perfection. God, I need to know how many frames I can get on my fucking <laughs> GX9 or GX8. <laughs> GX8. Oh man. I need to find out. I'll figure this out. I need. I need this. I need. I need to make a short film of this. I need to make a short film. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of short films, I'm making a lyric video for a single I'm working on called uh, "Shit Motherfucker Goddamn." Uh, the lyrics for this song are basically "Shit Motherfucker Goddamn." <laughs> <coughs> 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 Sorry, I apologize how unprofessional <laughs> that was. I almost choked on the drink because I was not prepared for the lyrical tour to force it is. <laughs> Shit, motherfucker, goddamn. Um, uh, yeah, I'll send that to you. I also, I'm you know, I've got to put you on blast here. I also wasn't asked to, to do some, some guest lyrics or some backup vocals on that. So see how that goes. That's fine. It's all right. No, you just want to hear your own voice. I'll just be over here flexing. Just, you know, it's not like anybody could throw out like a shit motherfucker. God damn. We're going to, we're going to do a remix because the remix is when you oh, invite all oh, of your that, friends. Oh, so on. I get the, I get the secondary track. Is yeah, that what yeah. that is? All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> You gotta That's do cool. the first. You gotta do the first one, and then you realize the first one is okay, but it's missing something. And then you yeah. do the release one, and then yep. then I can be like puffy in the background and just yell Runix! like for so eight minutes. <laughs> that's awesome. Can we film it on like a basketball court with like <laughs> it looks like all of Master P with the gold tank? Only I get one of those cat tanks, like the cardboard ones. I paint it gold, and we do it like one thirty seconds scale. <laughs> we're like you and i are regular size but we're way far ahead way far so everything looks like it's technically right but it's real wrong yeah oh yeah i'll i'll send it to you uh okay yeah, i got All it right. mastered and everything okay. it's gonna be great I'm, i'll uh, burn it to mp3 right now and i'll send it to you it's fun it's great. i'm so oh, happy man. uh yep. yeah that's it uh brandon chalmers uh where yep. can people find you you can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. Jamie Noguchi. Where on these wild, wild interwebs can people find you? Uh, uh, here on YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, fucking Twitter. Uh, I'm on, I have a band camp now. I'm on Spotify. I just put my name in. Something will come up. It, it'll lead you to terrible places. It's fine. Whatever. Perfect. Um, uh, stay safe, be kind to each other, wear a mask, um, fucking vote, eat, vote, fucking uh, vote. eat something vote. fun, eat something fun for us. 
Yeah. 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 Quick aside. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Rise is a Nashville hot chicken biscuit and you need to make that part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It was goddamn near the best thing I've eaten in months. Yeah. All right, kids. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye. Have a great week.